that time, the sports talker. Here's TJ Walker. Hello, everybody. Happy to you here on the Master Eve. The one of the best golf tournaments, if not the best golf tournament, starts tomorrow. Well, we'll maybe preview the Masters a little little bit uh some exciting news i think trevor would like trevor i'm finally on draftkings.com uh so we'll have to talk a little bit about that later on in the show main focus today we're starting to inch closer to decisions and find out what what kentucky's roster will look like next season maybe not so much what it'll look like but certainly who it will not include we will uh, hear the decisions of players that are ready to announce tomorrow at 2.30. Now, that doesn't mean that if we don't hear from a player tomorrow at 2.30 that they're necessarily coming back. Uh, the way that UK has laid it out is that if a player knows that he wants to go pro, then he will be at the press conference at 2.30 tomorrow. I haven't seen a list of people that will be included in that press conference. It'll be interesting to see all exactly who it is, but as Time goes on, I'm starting to lean more and more towards everybody will go, uh, which is unfortunate for Kentucky, but again, that's that's the way that John Calipari recruits. He recruits you uh, with the idea that you will be able to reach your dream, and you can't fault the players for trying to go on and, and reach that dream. So <clears throat> we'll find out exactly who. There's reports that the Harrison twins have already signed uh, with an agent, so that certainly would mean they will not be coming back. I think it's very clear that Willie Cauley-Stein will, will head to the NBA Carl Anthony Towns would be crazy not to. Seems more and more like Trey Lyles will. And there's been more conflicting reports on Dakari Johnson than I even know what to make of on whether or not he's coming back. Uh, Devin Booker, there's also been some conflict on whether he will go or stay, but it seems more so like he will head to the NBA. So that would mean UK losing seven guys. Uh but th this is interesting. This is the first year I can remember John Calipari kind of not speeding these guys up, but hoping they make a decision as soon as possible with an emphasis on recruiting and who he needs to bring in, where he needs to look, uh, who they need to put more of maybe a little bit more pressure on trying to get them to sign with the UK. Years past, well, there there's... A few, there's a few exceptions, but uh, years past, and maybe it's because John Calipari's been interested with the NBA, he's been fine with players taking time and and, and figuring out what they want. Now this year, though, he's made. He said he, he said in an interview, I forget exactly who was with that. Uh, he can impact more lives in college. He doesn't have an, an interest in the NBA. He doesn't have a desire to prove himself there. Uh, he likes the difference maker that he can be at Kentucky. So, so with no, with with without a doubt, no NBA interest, you're seeing him try to get these players to make a decision as soon as possible, so he can focus on next year as soon as possible. So it's interesting. It's an interesting dynamic. It's something new out of John Calipari. It's something new out of Kentucky. And if you're a Kentucky fan, it's kind of bittersweet. On the one side, all right, John Calipari is going to be back for another year. We don't have to go through that drama. On the other side, uh, 
it sounds like UK is going to lose a lot of players. Trevor, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, TJ. Thanks for asking. That's fantastic. Do I sound a little bit more uh, enthusiastic than I did yesterday? You did. It, it, well, you, you, you generally do most of the time anyways. Uh, sometimes I'd, get, I'd ask Yates how he'd do, and he'd, he'd say, I'm doing good. You, you can't tell what Ye- what's going on to Yates' mind. He's, looking at him is like Stonehenge. You, you didn't see him every day like I did. You just kind of dealt with the voice. But you could never know if he was in a good mood or a bad mood or if he was happy, sad. He just always had this... He had the same expression consistently on his face at all times. He's like, like, are you happy? He's like, I'm smiling, aren't I? And he just looked at you with the same face. You didn't know. I felt bad for it, I, I had trouble. I worried for his wife. I was like, how would she know if she makes him mad or not? You can't tell. It, it makes me sad talking about Yates here on a Wednesday. It was a fan favorite Ask Yates Wednesday day, but ah, a lot. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll give you a little flashback. Yates texted me this morning. Which, and I'll have to give him a little hat tip so he doesn't attack me on Twitter for this. But yesterday, can you tell me uh, what was significant in baseball movie history yesterday? Baseball movie history? Would it, I mean, so is it a, a movie that came out yesterday? It was. Was it Sandlot? You are one-third correct. April 7th, Bad News Bears, Major League, and Sandlot all debuted in their own respected years. Oh, that's. That's impressive. How old is Sandlot? Uh, I didn't look it up. I would take a guess, say, 93, 94. I know Major League was 88 for a fact, and I'm assuming he's referring to the only good Bad News Bears, which was with the original, and that was, I believe, 76, 77 maybe. Interesting. <laughs> Excuse me. Frog in my throat. Tyler Eulis just tweeted out, excited for next season. Uh, emoji, emoji of kind of an eager face, I suppose that's what it would be. Uh, got unfinished business, hashtag BBN, hashtag B special. I spoke with his dad today on the phone for a little bit, uh, and he's, <laughs> oh man, Trevor, I've got something in the back of my throat. Are you okay? You gonna make it? I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay. Come on, Willis oh, yeah. Reed, you can play through the pain. Let me, let me drink this water real quick. Should I talk about something? That, no, we're just, good. Okay. We should be we should be good. Um, if you hear me choking on something over here, though, send help. Okay. Is, is are you alone? Can Abe go get help like Lassie? <laughs> Abe is pinned up in his cage right now, so I don't think he's going to be. Yeah, he has no intention of saving your life at this moment. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right, hold on. One more good one. <coughs> there we go. I like to think I, some first time listener that was tuned in for the first ten minutes of the show today and. Uh, it's like this guy was on air just coughing nonstop. It wasn't very good radio. If we were on the fringe uh, of winning a radio award, I think we just secured it with that last uh, segment. I think so too. It'd be easier if we were actually in studio and I could be like, I could make the choke sign to you, Trevor. So yeah. just I could leave the room and you could talk for a little bit. You have to leave the room. We're, 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 we're high tech technology over here. You can just, there's a little red button in front of those mics that mute you automatically. That's, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I figured that much. So, anyways. Tyler Ulis just tweeted that out. Uh, Trey Lyles favorited it. Eh? Yeah, you want to read between the lines there? No, I, I think that I think the seven guys that are his way of saying Tyler, enjoy your year, another year at Kentucky while I'm in the pros. <laughs> yeah, he's saying I'll be watching. I'll be having a lot of money too, but I'll be watching. Uh, I, I think they're all going to go, and, and I think UK fans need to prepare for that. And if something ha- happens where one of them comes back. Great news for Kentucky. It'd be a, a pleasant surprise, but I, I think you're going to have to start building 
your team around a group of guys that, that doesn't include the three centers, doesn't include your wing player and Trey Lyles, doesn't include three guards in the Harrisons and Devin Booker, and, and you go from there, and, and you, you realize, all right, well, you've got Dominique Hawkins, you've got Tyler Eulis, you're going to have Isaiah Briscoe, you're going to have Charles Matthews, you're going to have Marcus Lee, you're going to have Derek Willis. I'm trying to think if I'm forgetting anybody else off the top of my head. And there's still how many Scalibus, people that are question marked? How many people are question marked? Uh, Malik Newman. Who else is question marked in terms of considering Kentucky? Depending on maybe how many people leave. <laughs> well, we've got a we've got the guarantee. I, I'm going through the guarantees right now. So. Okay. Marcus Lee, Derek Willis, Scalabissier, Tyler Eulis, Dominique Hawkins, Charles Matthews, Isaiah Briscoe. Now, is there no Marcus Lee transfer rumors at all? I, I wouldn't there, expect there, there rumors. There, there are, but I don't think he's going to. Okay. Especially with everybody leaving. There are rumors. that I, I think Kyle Tucker may have done a story early on in the year talking to his brother, Marcus Lee's brother, who said he wasn't going to transfer. He's happy there, this and that. So he, I, I, would, I would be surprised if he transferred. Okay. And I think there's a golden opportunity for him next year, too. So we'll see. Um, those seven guys. So who else can Kentucky bring in? Well, Jalen Brown, technically, he just cut his list to eight. Kentucky's still on there, but to cut a list of eight in mid-April when you were probably going to make a decision in the next month, that's not much of a cut. Jalen Brown. Uh, Check Diallo, Brandon Ingram, Don Maker, Caleb Swanigan, who's announcing this week. <laughs> oh, Trevor, this is a disaster. If it helps, I know some of those names thanks to my uh, future draft classes on 2K15, which is abnormal. Which is not, it's not normal because I follow zero recruiting almost at all. That, that's, that is, that's unique. That's different. Caleb Swanigan, who's, again, announcing this weekend. I don't expect Kentucky to be the choice, so you can probably take him off the list. Steven Zimmerman and Malik Newman. So now, how many have, of those are big men that would maybe make Lee transfer? Is what I, is kind of what I'm thinking in the back of my head. Um, make Lee transfer. I think you'd have to get quite a few of them to really put the heat on him to transfer. I don't think I, Marcus Lee's not transferring. Let's just leave it at that. Okay, I'm just okay. He's not going to because I don't think Kentucky's going to bring in enough guys to even put the heat on him. Even if that did happen, I'm still not 100 percent sure he'd be ready to pack up everything and head back to Cali or head somewhere else, especially when he's got some NBA potential already. You'd have to go sit out a year, and then you'd have to play another year. And it's really, if you're making an NBA business decision, thinking long-term, it wouldn't really make sense for him to transfer. And I think he's an NBA player because look at his athleticism, at least a guy that will get drafted and get a paycheck. Now, whether he lasts in the NBA for years to come, that remains to be seen. Storman in Louisville here. It's it just stopped raining. It's lightning and thunder, and a, a small brief uh, puddle of rain came down. But it's now it looks like stopped through my little uh, prison window here in the studio. I like the little prison window. Okay, so let's realistically look at that. And again, I, I'm growing more and more confident that Kentucky's going to lose all these guys, and that pretty much means they they're going to have to sign at least one more big guy. They have to sign at least one more. Steven Zimmerman. He would be the guy that I feel very confident, and I think he could decide soon once it's official that UK is losing some guys. I think he's been chomping at the bit for the opportunity to play at Kentucky, to say he's going to play at Kentucky. 
He has a great relationship with Calipari and the staff. He, his parents do as well. If he gets that opportunity to uh, commit, the only thing that was waiting is, am I going to be the fourth center option? Am I going to be the fifth center option? If so, I've got a lot of other good schools on my list. I'm not going to waste my time. Well, if it turns out that everybody's leaving, he can slide right in. I don't. Again, I don't know if he'll start. It depends who else will come in. But it, Kentucky will at least have another big body, a seven-footer, that's talented and a good team player. You can bring him in, and I think they will. I also think they have a good chance to bring in Thon Maker. That would give Kentucky with four good front court players. Thon Maker's the class of 2016 guy that plans on reclassifying. Uh, he has been, he's kind of got a strange story now playing high school basketball in Canada. There's been talks maybe that he won't play any college basketball, period. He told me that's not the case. He's going to do everything he can to play, to play college basketball but he's going to have to finish up his courses to make sure he's in 2015. He's, a, he's, w- a, he's a, uh, a wing seven-footer, correct? Kind of like a Trey Lyles-like, uh, the, a perimeter seven-footer? He is. He uh, Yeah. He probably likes to play on the perimeter a little too much. Um, but he is he's tally, you know, he's got a good shot from outside. He's talented. I wouldn't say he can put the ball on the floor great, but he can, he can certainly put the ball on the floor to some capacity. Uh, he will be one to watch. I think it, his recruitment will come down to Kansas, Kentucky, and Indiana. And Kentucky will be able to offer some playing time. Obviously, Kansas and Indiana will, but Kentucky generally doesn't. They'll be able to say, listen, we've got a slot. We've got a role for you to come in, fill fill in right away. And they've been all over his recruitment the entire time. His little there brother's a, of, a top recruit too, isn't he? Uh, not a top recruit, but he will probably – he's a 2017 guy, so it's still okay. early. But I've seen him play. His name's Mature, Mature Maker. And he's, at times, he's looked better than Thon. And, and I've seen Thon play a dozen times, maybe more. But I have seen a few games where Mature has looked better. Uh, he's really aggressive. He's a kind of a nasty player. Uh, and, and Thon can be at times, but his little brother is more so. Uh, sometimes you'll get that with, with the youngest in the family where they're just kind of flat out mean. But Are you the youngest? I, I'm the youngest. And I, I've I always got a little chip on my shoulder. I'm a I'm, you know I'm a I'm when I play basketball I'm pretty aggressive, uh, a lot more so than my brother. But I'm also probably fifty pounds bigger than my brother, and <clears throat> probably six or seven inches taller. That was loud, by the way. <laughs> it almost seems like it, it was loud here, but the fact that you're picking it up so loud. I mean, it's kind of concerning. I th- it, it sound, that was as, as close to sounding like you were outside right now, just like sitting on your porch. Or, well, it, or it was a nature's way of saying you shouldn't talk bad about your little your older brother, maybe. I don't know. I, well, I'm, I'm significantly bigger than him, both in weight and height. Uh, so I don't really feel like a little brother anymore, but he is older than me by five or six years. Um, I'd hate to have my little brother bigger than me in all aspects. That has to be <laughs> very annoying for your older brother. He might be listening. I'm, I don't know if it is or isn't. I, I wish I would have gotten a little bit bigger earlier so he couldn't pick on me as much as he did. Uh, but that's okay. But uh, let's head to commercial break, and we'll come back and we'll kind of finish up what UK's roster can look like. I'm kind of going through everything right now for maybe people that don't follow recruiting as much can kind of at least get an idea, and then I'll try to start piecing it together. Also, I'm going to cough my lungs up during this break to by, get whatever this is in my throat. By the way, Yates just texted and said, I could have swore you played a thunder sound effect. 
Yeah, it's. I'm sure it's loud, and the rain. It's raining really loud too. It might be even hailing. I'm not sure. Uh, it's spring storms. I'm. I'm kind of getting sick of already. Uh, it seems like Louisville's gotten more water in the last two weeks than they've gotten some years. So, uh, California could use all some of this water. That's for sure. Uh, we're going to head to commercial break. We'll come back. I'll stop coughing, uh, and we'll we'll kind of piece together what UK will look like next year. Stick around. anyway they look pretty good are they real are they built for speed or for comfort what do you do with them motorboat you play the motorboat you motorboat son of a bitch you old sailor you where is she she's still in the house what is wrong with you now back to the sports talker with tj walker hopefully this second segment here goes a bit smoother than the first one, whatever was in my throat, I think I got out. I, I wish, Trevor, can you hear me when when we go to breaks or no? Yeah, I can hear you coughing. Okay, that was bad. Like, so what if I ever was like on the phone during the break or singing to myself or doing something stupid? You could hear that too. Yeah. No, oh, that's kind of messed up. I'll have to be sure to to know that. But I'm sure that was not a pretty sound uh, hearing me cough for the last three to four minutes. But whatever yeah, it is, when you live my lifestyle, you, you're used to hearing people uh, hawk up coughing noises. I don't know what that means, but okay, at least you, uh, uh, at least you're not offended. So, <clears throat> all right, I kind of spent the first segment breaking down possibilities for how the roster looks next year because. To be honest, uh, it seems like everybody's going to go, so you've got to wonder who's going to come. Uh, Jalen Brown's not going to come to Kentucky unless something drastically changes. And if something does change, that's Kentucky fans won't even be mad at me for saying this because they'll be so happy uh, to be able to, to land him. But I don't see that happening. I'd be very, very surprised. That being said... Um, Malik Newman is still a possibility, and it's going to be fun to watch if UK does miss out on everybody, or if they lose everybody else. We're going to see full-court press John Calipari, one that we don't see a ton. We haven't seen a ton lately, uh, but they'll do, he'll do whatever he can to, to land him, and, and you never really can count out John Calipari with the recruit. I guess that same goes with Jalen Brown. Again, I, just, I don't think it's going to happen. So Malik Newman will be somebody to keep an eye on. Uh, if Kentucky gets him and they can get Steven Zimmerman and Alex Poitras comes back, then that's a pretty good group. That's a pretty good team. But here's another name to keep an eye on. And, and Trevor, a lot of Louisville fans are talking about this guy. Damian Lee. Northwestern, right? Drexel. Drexel. Ah, crap. 
I've spent a lot of time. I was thinking of Dion Lee, the uh, player from Ballard that went to Northwestern and got point shaving scandal. I've spent a lot of time watching some of this guy's tape, and he's a graduate transfer, so he'll be immediately available. Uh, He's a dude that can put up a lot of points. Averaged over 21 a game for Drexel. Again, you got to take that with a grain of salt. He did play 38 minutes a game. Uh, his last two games, 30 points, 26 points. He's he's good. Also, a decent three-point shooter. Uh, puts up a lot of them. Hit around 39%. Which, if you're shooting that many, that's pretty solid. You can't complain too much there. He's 6'6", so you, you could play him on the wing. He's a little he's a little thinner, but he certainly could be. You play him. You play him at the three. Uh, you could have a lineup. Ideally, if you don't land Newman, you could have Ulysses, Briscoe, and Lee. He's a guy, and he averaged six rebounds too. Again, for Drexel, we're on a team where he probably had to go in and rebound. And. <clears throat> I'm not really, you know, you got to take John Calipari's opinion over mine. He knows how he's doing with Malik Newman a lot better than I do, which a lot of people ask me about that recruitment, and I talk a lot about about it at at length on House of Blue. But a lot of teams feel really good in the Malik Newman recruitment, which is kind of strange to me. In a recruitment where it doesn't really seem like anybody leads, generally those are the recruitments where no team feels confident. Uh, Mississippi State feels pretty good about Malik Newman. LSU, I know, feels solid about him. I wouldn't count out Kansas and Bill Self. I don't know if they feel good about it. I haven't heard anybody tell me that, but I'm sure they probably don't feel terrible about it. And I know Kentucky feels okay about it if they lose everybody because they've been in on Newman for such a long time. TJ, correct me if I'm wrong, though, but quickly back to Damian Lee. Is he he not, Bruiser Flint, still the coach there and has – Ties to Calipari. Uh, this say that again. Isn't De- isn't Bruiser Flint still the coach at, at at Drexel? Who is, if I'm not mistaken, still has close ties to Calipari? What would those ties be? No, I, that, okay. I, thought, I thought he I thought he was an assistant under him or had affiliation with him in some way. Uh, he I might be have. wrong. He could have. That's something I would have to look up over the bre- over the break. Uh, I'm not 100 percent sure, but he Lee says he's gotten. Uh, interest from over 70 to 75 schools have reached out to him. Uh, I forget who he talked to. It might have been ESPN or, or CBS where he said that he's got so many text messages that he hasn't read. He was an but, assistant under Cal from 89 to 96 at UMass and then took over for UMass when he left until 01. I wonder if he's mad because UMass was on probation. <laughs> I, I, I doubt it, but uh, – that's interesting. That's another, you know, that's would be something to keep an eye on. But one thing that, again, Calipari, can, he knows the situations. He knows what to look for more so than I do. But if everybody leaves and you think that you could lock up Lee just like that, I would go on and do it. I wouldn't necessarily wait for Newman. I, I, I would get Lee if you can and then keep recruiting Newman and just Make it under the assumption that, hey, listen, you're, you're Malik Newman. You're going to play as much. I'm not saying lie to him, but, you know, maybe fib a little bit. So you're going to get the say, you know, just because we brought in a grad transfer from Drexel, that's not going to cut into your playing time. 
But I would lock up Leaf. I could because I think he's that good of a player where he can make a difference at a big program. And what it tells me is that he's heard from 70 to 75 schools. He's hasn't read some of his text messages from coaches just because there's so many of them. What that tells me, Trevor, is that he kind of knows he's very wanted and very needed by a lot of guys. So he's going to see how high he can take this thing. You know, you get some grad transfers that play at these small conferences on schools that you don't really hear much about. And they're really good players and they put up big numbers. And maybe the first Power 5 school, even if it's a bottom feeder that shows them interest, they'll go jump on board with. But some of them wait and realize that, hey, I'm a, I'm a major priority. I may be able to go wherever I want. I think Lee knows that. And he may be waiting for the schools like Kentucky, Kansas, maybe even Duke, who knows, to come calling. I know Louisville's in on him. Uh, I know Maryland is really, really doing anything they can. If Lee goes to Maryland, watch out for the Terps. They're going to be the real deal. That would give them, he would be in the backcourt with Mel Trimble. And then, if I'm not mistaken, did they pick up Diamond Stone too, didn't they? Diamond Stone on the front court, who's a very, very talented center. Uh, yeah, they'd be, they'd be the real deal. He would replace Des Wells is what he would do. Yeah. And I, it's, I like Des Wells a lot too. Des Wells looked at Kentucky when he transferred from Xavier. It seemed like Kentucky led for Des Wells for a while, but anyways, that's, that's neither here nor there. So Kentucky needs to add another score. Now, if that's Malik Newman, fine. If that's Lee, fine. I said worst-case scenario on the show yesterday, you're stuck with a backcourt of Matthews, Briscoe, Hawkins, and Ulyss. Not ideal. I mean, it will work, but not ideal. You probably need another score there. Then you have Poitras, and then if I had to guess, I think the front court will be Lee, Labissier, who supposedly is killing it at the Nike Hoop Summit. A lot of people are saying that he's going to end up number one in the class of 2015. Uh, I think some NBA mock draft moved him to number one in 2016. So that's good news. You know, credit to John Calipari. The, the, the 2015 class was loaded with good big guys, and Kentucky seemed to be in on all of them. But the, the big question was, who were they going to focus in on? Who were they going to make a priority? And it was kind of my job as a recruiting analyst to try to find that out. But they did a really good job of making it really tough for me. Labissier didn't seem like one that they were really keying in on, and then all of a sudden he commits in the early signing period, commits to UK. So John Calipari did enough to make him feel like a priority to get him on board early, and sure enough, he's looking like he may be one of the best players in the class. Well, Kentucky's also showing that same sort of interest in Steven Zimmerman and Thon Maker. So I think they'll, they'll, they'll get Steven Zimmerman to join Marcus Lee and Labissier on the front court. And then if Thon Maker does play college basketball, I think he'll end up at Kentucky too. So if you have that team with the backcourt, and if you can add Lee or Newman, that's a really good team. That's a team that's top five to start the year and can compete for a championship without a doubt. So that'd be a good team, in my opinion. Curious to hear what you all think. Tweet in at T Walker Rivals if you've got an opinion on that.
But we'll find out more tomorrow. It'll be a 2.30 press conference with UK to know exactly who's leaving. But I'd take Lee if you could. It'll be fun to find out exactly who's announcing. Because if not all seven announced, Trevor, it's almost going to be a game of mystery about whoever doesn't announce tomorrow. Will they stay or will they go? And will we hear an official announcement if they're going to stay? The deadline is... It's a question, not a, a, a unfinished sentence. Oh, I, I thought you were asking. The, the deadline, <laughs> the NCAA deadline, I think, is April 17th. And the NCAA deadline is meaningless. Yeah. Because guess what? If you don't make a decision before then, uh, it's it's just it's stupid that the NCAA doesn't even make one. Because if you don't make it then and you decide to go, then what's the penalty? If you decide to stay, then you never even came out anyways, so it doesn't matter. The NBA one, which does matter, is the 26th, I believe. Hey, it's my birthday. But usually John Calipari gets them. Uh, usually, you know, I, it was around the 26th last year when the Harrisons announced they were coming back. Same with Willie Cauley-Stein. There was a basketball recruiting trip that I had to make, and that was towards the end of the month last year, and I was making my way up there when they announced that they were coming back. So... The fact, I, John Calipari wants to start working on next year, and that should make UK fans feel a little bit confident. Who would surprise you the most to come back with what you probably figure will be leaving at this point? Who would surprise me the most? Probably yeah. Carl Anthony Towns. Well, let's be realistic a little bit now. The, yeah, I mean. the, the, the realistic ones, really I think it just comes down to Dakari Johnson and Devin Booker. I, I guess maybe you could throw in Trey Lyles. In that case, I'd be most surprised if he decided to come back. But, I mean, his projection's so high, I just don't know if you can do it. But out of Booker and Dakari, I'd be more surprised if Booker came back. But there are re- there's reasons for both of them to come back. Booker can show that... He, he can stop somebody on defense? He, yeah, but, I mean, he wasn't as bad as defenders people made. He got in some bad matchups in the NCAA tournament. He's not going to have to guard a, a Sam Decker type of guy in the NBA. I mean, you know, you got other guys for that. It's just not going to happen where he's going to have to guard him. But he can show that he's a better defender all around. He can show that he can put it on the floor more. I saw that a lot in high school out of him and AAU. I thought it was funny. We talked about that going into the, I think the was it the West Virginia Nerd Dame game? And we saw, um, I saw more of it. Now you watch it more than I do, but I saw more of it in the Notre Dame and Wisconsin game that I thought I'd seen all year long from Booker putting it on the floor and not settling to be just a spot shooter. Yeah. Coming and off the curl. That, yeah, he was really aggressive in high school and taking it to the rim and, and at least looking for fouls. And maybe he got a, a bit comfortable during the season with his three-point shot. Yet uh, also you had other guys on the team that could, could do that. If he were to come back, he could show that really he's a, a more well-rounded player than people give him credit for uh, and improve his stock. That being said, I think he's certainly more NBA ready and will be and will certainly be drafted higher than Dakari Johnson. So that's a reason why Dakari Johnson could come back uh, to improve his stock because I think he can improve it. I think he can show that he can be a dominating player in the college game and, and translate over to the NBA because he was he was very underwhelming this past season. But I would be more surprised if Booker came back for those reasons than Dakari. Uh, but I wouldn't be shocked if both go. I actually would expect both to go. We'll see. Do you have the par three tournament on in the studio, Trevor? 
I do not. I'm assuming. Uh, again, let me teach you something else about me. I probably follow golf as much as I do politics. <laughs> really? Never been a golf guy. Now, I, I never even played the, the Tiger Woods games. I can name a few golfers. Most of them have probably been retired for a decade or so. But uh, my knowledge of golf is very, 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 in fact, I don't think we probably go last 20 minutes and say very every time, limited. Huh. Well, then, I was I, I was looking forward to talking a little Masters with you. I can, I can wing it. I can try. I mean. Uh, did, you, did you see that Jack Nicklaus hit a hole in one? I did not, but I, that's that's awesome. I mean, how often does that happen? I mean, is not alone alone a seventy? He's got to be what seventy five, eighty years old at this point. Seventy five, good good guess. Oh, well, cool. Uh, seventy five. I, I, you know, I'm sure he's probably got a handful, if not a dozen, hole in ones in his career. But and, and you know, I know you're not a golfer, but for a golfer, oh, I recognize what a hole in one means to to a golfer. I worked in a country club, at least I can say that. I am a very average to below average golfer, but I really like to play because it's, you know, it's fun. Any sport that you can drink while you're playing or smoke a cigar while you're playing. Well, I like is bowling. A is a really good, it's a really, really good sport. Uh, bowling is, bowling's up there too. I'm a decent bowler. Oh, I suck. I bowl like Fred uh, Flintstone too on top of it. Oh, geez. Uh, anyway, at least you got video games, Trevor. Exactly. <laughs> That's I can fall back on that. <laughs> if I ever hit a hole in one, I would. My reaction would have to be filmed because I would go absolutely crazy. Uh, I, you know, I wouldn't give up golf, but I probably wouldn't play for a while, just because that fe- I, 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 that feeling would never be able would never be topped on a golf course for me again. Like George Costanza, you just walk out on a high note. Just like I'm done. Bye. Yes. Retire, John Elway style. It would. Uh, oh man, it would just. And, and the fun thing about golf, and part of the reason I play, uh, along with the drinking on the course and having a good time, is every par three you get is a chance at a hole in one. Now, is it a realistic chance? No. The closest I've ever been, probably within five or six feet, which is unbelievably good for me. It's probably happened once, maybe twice. But that's the fun thing about golf for me is the chance to get a hole-in-one, all those chances. I'm sure it wouldn't be as fun after you get one hole-in-one. And I've got a group of guys that I play with. It's a lot of those Louisville friends that I've talked about. Uh, And we play, once the summer starts, we'll probably play once a week, maybe once every two weeks. My my problem with golf, and I've only played a few times, is I'm more I like the driving range because I, I I got a little John Daly in me in more ways than one, and I like to put my weight <laughs> behind it, and I, I can nail it. I, I mean, I'm kind of like the kid in Mighty Ducks, you know, one out of five. I, I'll hit one out of five balls I swing at, and when I get a hold of it, I, I knock the crap out of it. But when I go on an actual course, I, I don't have any depth perception. So it's like if I'm on a par three, I'm swinging the same way I would on a par five. And there's a couple times where I've hit it past or near or way too hard, and it's gone off the course in some way or not. Well, that's to to hit it over on a par three. Kind of it, it stinks, but it kind of makes you feel good about yourself. I do, I do. <laughs> but a lot of my friends are actually really good golfers. There's this one that's kind of a a hippie looking dude. Kind of has a, a Yates vibe going on with him. Trevor Yates does have Yates does look like somebody I would drive past if he was hitchhiking. 
Exactly. He's a really nice, lovable guy, both Yates and the guy I'm talking about. But he's got this hippie look. He, he wears sandals out on the golf course. With uh, socks? Sometimes. Oh. Sometimes without socks. Uh, he's, but he's about as good as I am, and that's not great. And sure enough, a Cherokee on, on one of the holes, he went and, and hit a hole in one. Uh, I wasn't there for it. I'm glad that I wasn't because I would have been, I would have been so jealous uh, that I probably would have not been happy for him. Hater. Uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I am a hater. Uh, a good time to remind you that we still have some 2015 Sports Buzz golf carts available. Uh, Cherry Run, Polo Fields, Heritage Hill, Woodhaven Country Club, Elks Run, and Valley View. A lot of very playable par threes there. Some par threes that you can actually get on board with. Um, and at Cherry Run, you're going to get range balls to practice, so you get out there and you don't have to take too many breakfast balls, and you also get a free drink, so when you do uh, run out of breakfast balls, that you can you know, drink away the pain. A limited number available, 1450thesportsbuzz.com slash golf cart. actually went to the website yesterday, and they've got their own nice little section for the Sports Buzz golf cart, really easy to order and get. Uh, if you're not internet Savvy, you can go to eight one. You can call eight one two seven two five fourteen five seven. Twenty five under twenty five dollars around. You can't beat that uh, this golf season with the Masters starting up. No better time. Uh, we're gonna head back. We're gonna head to commercial break. We come back. Uh, I joined DraftKings.com, which I'm kind of excited about. So we'll talk a little bit about that here on fourteen fifty. The Sports Buzz. Stick around. The Sports Talker. Did you get a make on the vehicle? Uh, yes, sir. They're driving an 84 Sheepdog. Here's T.J. Walker. We're back. This is actually going to be the last segment. Ducky and Louisville Baseball plays later this afternoon, or they're going to try, assuming the weather uh, holds up. The storm seems to have passed, at least momentarily. Uh, so short, short show, easier said than done, for me today. Uh, it will be high school baseball here. Who, not, not the Louisville-Kentucky game, although they do play later today if they, if they can hold up. Uh, Louisville baseball actually playing very, very well right now. Kentucky baseball playing a lot of good teams uh, able to play LSU well, not so well against number one Texas A&M. Uh, so they're struggling with a tough schedule. And yeah, and don't forget, I'm, I meant to tell you, uh, TJ Helms called you Walker for some reason. Uh, Walker Ranger. Uh, we will have the Reds baseball game tomorrow. Uh, it shouldn't impede on you at all in any way. Uh, first pitch will be at 1240, pregame at 1205. Well, I guess unless they were 
went to extras or something, then I guess there's a chance that they could. So high school baseball here on 1450, the sports buzz after Nick Coffey, who will come on around 5. So we're, we're trying to squeeze everybody in today, which I can appreciate. Uh, I mentioned yesterday, Allen Electric going to be the main sponsor of fourteen uh, of the Sports Talker on 1450 The Sports Buzz, which I couldn't be more excited about. So a lot of good news uh, on 1450 The Sports Buzz, a lot of great programming. So make sure you add us to your to your preset, listen to us, even if I'm not on. Uh, if you're listening to me when I'm on, then it's all downhill from, from there, the other programming, or uphill, I guess. Mm-hmm. A lot of good stuff. Uh, it, let's see. It, Something I wrote down, I'm looking at the show rundown, what we didn't get to. Uh, a short show, now I need to bump some of the more important things up. Shaquan Aaron transferring from Louisville, Trevor. I was more shocked that he said he wasn't transferring last week, so I guess I'm not really completely surprised at that news today. A lot of Louisville fans, and even I saw Russ Smith, took to Twitter to kind of bash Shaquan a little bit. Maybe not necessarily bash, but to... Uh, Maybe more of a good riddance sort of thing. What, what was the beef with old Shaquan? I don't. I didn't talk to him personally, and body language can only tell you so much. But it just seems from the way he was kind of thrown under the bus by Patino and some of the reactions by the coaching staff, he just wasn't fitting in with what Louisville wants to be. To be to steal a quote from Patino, a Louisville man, Louisville guy, Louisville dude. It's still sometimes. It still sometimes bugs me when Patino talks about being a Louisville man so much. For somebody that, you know, no offense, made his fair share of mistakes. You know you know what I'm saying? Well, nobody's perfect, TJ. I'm not saying that you need to be. And, and obviously, players make mistakes as well. Shaquan Aaron, a four-star. I don't think perfection is goes under the task of Louisville man. I think it's more of work ethic. I'm fair hoping. enough. Fair enough. Trying to, be, fair enough. trying to make it sound good. There's a there's a joke in there. I'm sure with Patino. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave it alone. Let's imagination run wild. I'll leave that to, <laughs> to everybody else. I don't know what hole this is on the part three in at Augusta, but it's the one where where Jack hit his hole in one. Uh, they just had another one. Ian Poulter just put it within three feet. the The hole is on the there's a basically a backboard of a hill that is funneling everything down to the hole. No wonder everybody's hitting hole-in-ones. Let me go play this one. I didn't even look that far. Shaquan Aaron, a four-star, though. I'm sure Nick Coffey will talk more about it on the show after mine. But he, knows, he doesn't help himself with these star, with, with big-name recruits. And I know he's just a four-star. He doesn't help himself with these four-star recruits with how many transfers and this and that that don't work out. And if Shaquan Aaron had a poor work ethic, he had a poor work ethic. He put up terrible numbers. I loved what I saw from him in high school in AAU. Really, really liked it. Saw him, I think, at the NBA Top 100 camp. Did really well. I thought his length and athleticism would be perfect. But if you're not willing to work for it, then obviously it's not going to work out the way you want it to. I'm sure he'll have no problem finding another school to take him. Now, again, whether or not he succeeds at that school remains to be seen. Uh, so uh, another loss for Louisville be interesting to see what the Cards' final roster looks like heading into next season. I think the backcourt's going to be fine. Uh, if I, I if I was a Louisville fan, I'd still want Shaquan Aaron there. Again, I think he's got a great body, just needs to put on a little weight. Uh, but we'll see. Luckily for Louisville fans, the, the, their two pro- top prospects are wing players they're bringing in. 
and they've already added Trey Lewis to kind of go into the backcourt and not force one of those th- incoming freshman threes to move to the two. So now you can go Lewis and Snyder in the backcourt and kind of play maybe a rotating door with that three position with what some of the incoming freshmen you have coming in. That's that, that's true. It'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. Clebby116 tweets in, says, Team Allen Electric. So he's on board with Allen Electric. He's excited about the news. I don't blame him. Trevor, who's your master's pick? Who you got winning? Oh, um, Greg Norman's still on the course? Nope. Um, Tom Kite's still out there? Nope. Uh, Chris DeMarco? Nope. Um, I'm going to go, uh, is there a Sergio still out there? I don't remember his last name. Sergio Garcia? Yes, he's still playing? Yes. Yeah, let's go him. All right. I want to say Tiger, but I feel like it's just kind of cheesy to say Tiger. You can say Tiger. I I hope he competes. It'll make it a much more fun four days if he's able to compete. Oh, no, no, Roy McIlroy. I like that guy because he reminds me of the Tin Cup guy that Kevin Costner played. Let's go him. So easily the the biggest favorite, that's who you're going with. Way to go out on a a limb, Trevor. I didn't know he's the favorite if it counts for anything. (laughs) Oh, you big favorite. I will go with Dustin Johnson. You ever heard of him, Trevor? Uh, that name sounds familiar. Isn't there Zach Johnson as well? It, isn't he? Yeah, I. Yeah, there is. See, I, right. hey, I, I can't believe I named that many golfers. Actually, not that putting the name Zach and Johnson together is like that hard of a stretch. Yeah, well, I'll go Dustin Johnson. Also, okay. I like Henrik Stinson, Jimmy Walker, uh, and wild card out there for golf fans, Russell Henley. Never so, heard of him. John Holmes. From Kentucky, is he playing? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Actually, I'm not 100% sure he's in the Masters field, but I, I imagine that he would. At this point, you're uh, regretting bringing up golf with me, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's it's J.B. Holmes. Oh, whatever. He doesn't want – I'm calling him John Holmes. I don't. He can change his name all he wants to avoid the misconfusion of, of a past superstar in, in film, but he's John Holmes to me. All right, well, we're out of time. We're out of time. We'll be back tomorrow. On that uh, note. Full, full time. Uh, we'll be able to talk to Masters then, too. We'll see at, when the show comes tomorrow. We'll see exactly who is officially gone from UK. Should be a fun show. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. Take a shot of Tron. Lay back in the lap and take two to the dome. Ride from the bill to BG in my zone. Let me hear you sing. High time, sitting by the river. Got my old shotgun, fishing pole in my liquor. Cause people always trying to tell me how to run my life. When they say I'm going wrong and I swear I'm going right.